hello, and welcome to a very, very scandalous special episode of Bravo Replay. I am your co-host, Kate Hudson. And I'm Mattia. Okay, Mattia, we have to tell everybody, we were going to take a little break to just gather our bearings, get in the new year, and then the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City season four finale happened, and we had to come back. Yeah, I mean, this is an emergency podcast. This is <laughs> an emergency. <laughs> You know, people who don't follow Bravo don't realize that we do have emergencies sometimes. Scandaval, uh, probably Thomas Ravenel and like Catherine Dennis, whenever they got pregnant off season, that's an emergency. Kyla Mauricio splitting up, that's an emergency. But this season finale, top tier emergency for sure. Fantastic emergency. It was everything that I wanted and more. I agree. And for me, I went into season four thinking I'm Heather's ride or die, to use her term. I love her. I don't see how she could ever not come back from an abysmal season three. And now I am ready for her to leave. I'm done. She's boring. She's a wannabe mean girl. And she just is not the number one guy in the group. What do you think? I did not think last season was that great. I was really worried for them this season coming into it, especially it being a new franchise. I was worried that it would deter other new franchises. If this one failed, Dallas failed. Yeah. But with this season finale, I thought it was so explosive. But also you can see people... It's it's causing so much discord, so much conversation around Real Housewives, around Salt Lake City, that it's really helped the show. And it is kind of like a la Scandaval when Vanderpump Rules was dying. It's the same kind of thing. And I'm here for it. I mean, the part where, just so we jump into it, where Angie is trying to join the bandwagon of shaming Monica and getting her. Yes. Monica Cuts her ass down so quick. She's like, Angie, your ass was there liking every story, commenting. I verbally laughed out loud. I I rewound it, watched it again, laughed out loud. Same. It reminded me. So I have a very gentle dog who is very timid. But every once in a while, if one of his dog friends is getting, getting in a fight, he'll try to get in there. But only he stands from the side and just like yaps really like weakly. That was Angie is what it was. Is that Angie... When it's time to have some real fighting and some real drama, Angie is is my dog. She's a coward. She's weak. I think this is proof, too, that she's, in fact, not in the mafia because <laughs> she could not handle conflict. She was floundering. And you could see her, like, blank expression on her face. She's just, like, her mouth was open like a fish and she just had no idea what was happening. I was, like, if there was any belief that she was in the mafia, which, first off, the mafia is, like, not really a thing anymore then you definitely would not believe it after seeing that. Because I was like, oh, she can handle conflict 0%. Did you like it when she picked up the flowers like she was going to throw them at uh, Monica and then realize, oh, shit, if I throw this, I am fucked. She (laughs) knew. it. You could see her brain calculating. Monica has been through it. Monica has seen Mm -hmm. some shit. She would snap Angie in half and all of that filler would go spilling everywhere. And But you know what? I think that shows that Angie was smart in that moment. She oh, knew yeah. Monica is going to beat me down. I got to just take a seat. You could do that to Whitney because Whitney could fall over with like a sneeze. But yeah, Monica has come from some shit. She can, oh, yeah. she can hold her own. And my favorite, so my other favorite part, I mean, all of it's a favorite, 
but I really loved how triggered Lisa was and it all rose to the surface because Monica has never kissed her ass the way all the other women did. And you know that drives her crazy. You old leathery trumper ass. <laughs> she called her out and they have been so good about not mentioning Trump, even though this takes place in Salt Lake City, a very red state, very red. And then the way Monica just casually just let it. Oh, I love I can't, I hope that's in her burn book during the reunion. So I have to ask, I feel like we've kind of given it away a little bit. Are you team Monica or are you team everyone else? Oh my, so I think that we just have to lift up the veil here and say that I texted you before you saw this and then after to make sure you were team Monica, because if you were not, this would have threatened the very fabric of this podcast. <laughs> As I was watching it, I was like, chef's kiss, Monica, brilliantly produced, interesting storyline, unique storyline. She... <sighs> calculated it and you have to give people credit and I, I know I see a lot of negative talk I mean she's she's getting really polarizing feedback right now but Pete, you have to take a step back and realize this is a television show yes this is a reality tv show yes we cannot watch these women go grocery shopping all day or just sit on their phones the entire purpose really of these shows nowadays is conflict and resolution Yes. Not, you you have to have both, though. You need the conflict and you need the resolution to yes. make it interesting. So people that are saying, fire Monica. Oh, she's so awful. She made that entire season. Yes. She made the finale. Her conflict and hopefully the eventual resolution is what's going to make it interesting. I had to applaud her. You have to give credit where credit is due. She did a great job. It was interesting to watch. And ultimately, I agree with her exact clip where she says, you know, do I think having a burner account is bad on Instagram? No. What I do think is bad is scamming elderly and disabled people out of money. That's bad. And that is exactly what I was thinking is yeah. there's no federal crime to own an Instagram burner account, but there is a federal crime and you'll go to prison for money laundering and fraud. You've brought up so many good points and let's get into all of them. But the one I want to circle around back first to is something that I always think about too, which is there's a certain type of Bravo fan where I just want to go, why do you watch these shows? Because they, they think these women are their friends and are judging them like real people as opposed to this is television. It is artificial. These are the same women who love Kyle. Like what joy are they getting out of these shows? You know, I... You know, I always say, like, there's housewives that I love as people. Maybe I feel like I could be friends with them. But then there's housewives that I love because I want them on my TV screen, but I probably yes. wouldn't want to be friends with them in real life. And then there's housewives where I'm like, get them off my TV screen. Yes. People need to think that way. Like, this show has to be interesting. Otherwise, why would anyone watch? Yes. And I'm not saying, like, I don't like fighting just for fighting's sake. That's not interesting. But I want real conflict, real dialogue, and real conversations. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is bringing that to Salt Lake. I agree. And I think that the other key component that I need is humor. If it's all just fighting, if there's been seasons where everyone's miserable, the uh, Yolanda um, Lyme disease season was just joyless. You need a quirky, funny, sarcastic, quick-witted person too. You know, Bethany in her heyday before she got awful, she was the perfect housewife because she was funny. She brought the drama, but she also bought like the humor because it's not fun 
It would not have been fun to watch Whitney try to take down Lisa because they're both so boring <laughs> that you need like that funny whip smart person, which is Monica. And I think what drives Heather crazy is Monica. She could tell that Monica's funnier and Monica's quicker on her feet. And it, Heather is this whole season could just be Heather dying to be the number one guy in the group and failing, in my opinion. Her whole monologue, I thought, was very, very telling. And also, I would like to side note, I did read Bad Memoir also. Um, and we can get into that. But her monologue- What about her sexuality, Mattia? Whitney is fine. I promise. She's fine. <laughs> she, yeah, I, I can't I can't handle when Whitney just like stumbles and drunkenly over to, and like remembers she has to clock into work. I'm like, Whitney, sit down. I can't. I love that. I love that, but for the reasons you hate it. Right, right. But- but when Heather does that monologue, there were so many components to it where it just gave me that really toxic mm-hmm. girlfriend from high school where it's like, you have to be my friend no matter what, blindly, whatever I do or say, you got to back me up on. And I'm just not that kind of person where it's like, you know, I think everything needs to be weighed out like in the circumstance that it's in. Like sometimes people are right. Sometimes people are wrong. There's no one person that's just always right. And I think, I mean, Heather winking at the audience that she basically knew that Jen Shaw was doing illegal activity, knew that she was a bad person, but she was like, but she's my friend. So I got to back her up. I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. I do back my friends up basically to a fault. However, my friends have never committed felonies, right? And that's the big thing to me. Jen Shaw's bullshit had a real body count. This wasn't like she was throwing drinks or like, well, you weren't that bad. Maybe you should have water next time type of thing. If my friend did that, fuck you. I would be the first one on the stand. You are a piece of shit. I I wouldn't be proud. I'm a ride or die. That's insane. And two, if you cannot have a conversation and a dialogue with your friends about maybe something that they're doing, like you think that they're doing federal crimes and unsavory businesses, it's not a real friendship. If your friendship is always, you have to agree with me all the time and support me all the time and do everything that I say and go along with everything that I do, which is what I think Jen was to Heather. Yes. That's a a one-way relationship. That's not a friendship. That's Jen taking from Heather and Heather getting nothing in return. So my whole frustration with that was, So you're fine with that type of relationship and you're fine with someone that is willing to financially ruin other people's lives so they can buy people's lives. It wasn't one or two. So they can buy Fendi's bags, so they can buy Gucci bags, but you're mad because someone maybe posted some unsavory gossip on Instagram. I I just question the hypocrisy of it. Like that's what was so frustrating is I was like, you need to be just as mad at Monica as you are at Jen Shaw, but you weren't. And then that's where my frustration lies with you is you need to hold Jen Shaw. It, apparently she gave you a black eye. It sounds like you were in an emotionally and physically abusive relationship. Oh, for sure. Well, yes, a thousand percent. And I really felt like transference from a lot of Heather's pent up anger, lizard brain anger at Jen got directed towards Monica and Monica's a smart enough cookie. I think that she really realized that. I also think she knew it was coming. She she just dressed the part of a villain too perfectly. And you could see her calculating, do I come clean now? Do I come clean later? And I think she I think she got tipped off. So I loved it. And I loved how Monica did not pull a Jen Shaw. She owned her shit. 
And she held her own against those hyenas quite well, in my opinion. And that's what you got to do when you're being held, you know, your back against the wall and someone's calling you out for something that you did. You got to own it. Just own it because nobody's perfect, right? Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has moments where they do the wrong thing or maybe they're the villain at one point. We've all been the villain in someone's life. All the time. (laughs) And you just, but you just have to own it. You have to acknowledge it and go, you know what? I did do it. And you can apologize and try to do better in the future, which Monica did say, like, I haven't posted from that, you know, since X date, you know, it'd been months at that point. She was like, I don't do that anymore. So you have to give credit where credit is due, where someone like Jen Shaw, who knowingly was frauding people out of their money and was screaming at the top of her lungs she was innocent until she walked through that prison, like, I can't respect you then. I can't respect you because you're not willing to take accountability for your actions. Well, and let's not forget the fact that Justin Rose's entire fortune is made off of MLM, which is basically a scam too. So people in glass houses can't throw stones here. I feel like I feel like Jen's crimes hit a nerve. And we talked about this in the Bad Mormons episode with Lisa. Like it clearly struck a nerve with her. I think it struck a nerve with Whitney as well, because MLM is essentially a legal-ish scam. And that's where her fortune came from. Heather is in deep with Jen. The only person who came out smelling like a rose kind of is Meredith, because she's just found the right I think somebody on Twitter or Instagram said she had the she found the right combination of uppers and downers for her. So now she's just she's just coasting. And I love how her part of being angry was, you've been to my store before. Like Meredith, who cares? And let's unpack that part too. The whole store, Monica was there when another former employee of Jen's allegedly stole. Yeah. Monica being in the presence of someone else stealing. Like, you're not responsible for other people's actions. So, like, I didn't understand that whole thing that it was like, oh, well, Monica was with her coworker when he stole. Well, what does that have to I mean, imagine if you walked into a store and your friend stole, but you didn't. It's like, not- that doesn't mean you had the intention of stealing. But also, it's not a friend. They were there on official Genshaw business, I'm pretty sure. So that's basically if I saw my coworker stealing and now I'm being paid. I think it was Heather and I think it was her lizard brain coming out. Guilt by association. You're friends with a guilty party. Well, guess what, bitch? Look in the mirror. Like, you pride yourself on being right or die for Jen Shaw, convicted felon Jen Shaw. That's my whole issue with Heather. It's just the hypocrisy of all of it. You are willing to stand with someone for so long that has actually ruined people's financial lives. But someone that's maybe a little bit trashy sometimes, you think is so deplorable and like that I just question it's like is it because you thought Jen Shaw had more money and more connections and you were going to get more out of this relationship than you would Monica like is that why you you tied yourself to her? like I just don't understand the pull so my theory is that Heather is a weak personality Heather is a beta Heather's a number two that's her entire life I think she played number t- she played number two to the church She played number two to her husband. And then she went straight into playing number two for Jen. And I think this was basically like, it's my time to shine. But some people are just meant to be number twos because Heather is not a compelling number one. She does not have that innate sense of leadership and that personality where people are going to go, you're the number one. That's why Lisa drives her crazy. Lisa's a number one. Lisa's a number one. And that to tie back into her Bad Mormons book, where I'm not sure if you're aware, did you know she wrote a book called Bad Mormons? 
Um, Did she mention it all on the show? I can't remember. I don't remember, but I do remember that she took advantage of Whitney's sexuality. So I read the book and I agree with the whole kind of theme of it. As you can tell, Heather just really wants to be the cool girl still, even into her 40s. You know, she very much wants to be some version of an alpha, whatever she thinks that that is. And that came through even in the book. You know, it it very much came through just a lot of the stories that she tells. So I could definitely see that too with, you know, and she's probably pissed Monica's a newbie and she came out, albeit, you know, polarizing, but more interesting. Well, and you saw that too in the beginning of the episode with Heather and Whitney, when Whitney, like Whitney's annoying, but you know what? You came on the show with Whitney as your ally. And the moment you thought you could be the number one, you're trying to push her to the side and she's coming to you with a very dumb thing, but it's a thing that affects your friend. And the way that she handled Whitney, like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, even if I'm not, to Whitney, it's like, come on, why are you kicking that puppy dog? Like, we all know, like, I like, this is mean, but the way I describe Whitney is you can see the hamster on the wheel spinning, yes. like running on the wheel when she's forming the thoughts, like you just can. I think it's just an empty bottle of wine and two marbles just rolling around in that noggin. That's all that's happening. There's not a lot of work happening up there, None. But but keep her on my TV screen. I think she's a good background character to Salt Lake. Yes. Keep her on it. I'm interested to see how her marriage plays out. Okay. I think keep her on it for that. I like her as a housewife. I know she would irritate me as a real person. Oh, for sure. And to add on that, I want to see Bobby hit puberty too, because- Bobby is a cute, adorable 11-year-old, like, sassing her mom about her sodas at her birthday party, driving her drunk mom around on the golf cart. I want to see how she morphs into a sullen teen. This is not a knock against Bobby. All teenagers morph into sullen teenagers. You can see the fear in the Barlow boys' eyes when they're by their mom. Like, I just, I, I want to see Bobby get older and I want to see how that goes. I don't think she's going the way of a Zolziak or a Judas. No, I think no. She seems like a nice kid. She's going to be as nice as of a teenager as I think you can be. But I think that dynamic with her mom will be really interesting to see played out. Now, speaking of, so next season, I'd like to see Whitney. Yes. I would like to see everyone, all of the full-time cast members. I want this exact same cast back for next year. What are your thoughts? Good question. I, if I had to get rid of one, and this is not what we just talked about, how I'm sick of them personally, Heather is not bringing anything to the show, in my opinion. Like, she's just kind of like a stale one-note mean girl versus Meredith. I never want to leave. People wonder what Meredith did. Meredith went up her goddamn bath almost every episode. She OD'd on benzos, allegedly, on the plane. And then we saw her getting an IV in full glam. And then she got mad she didn't get a room with a bathtub. Like, that is top-tier housewife things right there, okay? See, I want Heather to come back and everyone to come back because I want to see how Heather is going to handle and try to talk her way out of the situation, seeing that... I think you could tell when the scenes were being filmed that all of the women thought to themselves, perfect, Monica is going to be the villain. Everyone is going to hate her. They're going to love us. We've got this in the bag. And I do not think they anticipated or predicted how many people would be team Monica in this scenario. So I'm interested to see because we know how desperately Heather needs to be liked. 
okay. how she's going to handle next season. Okay, then I'm I'm gonna agree with you. Keep everybody, add one new person who is an ally to Monica. Bring up bring one of Monica's friends in. Hell, bring in Tanisha. Just somebody that one Monica can film with someone who's not her crazy toxic toxic mother. And two, it doesn't have to be everyone against one housewife. But I have a question for you now. I think we probably have the same opinion here. Who will be the first housewife to fold and forgive Monica and begin filming scenes with her? Well, we know Mary already has, but she's not a oh, full housewife. I think Meredith, because Meredith doesn't actually like to do anything too polarizing, and she likes to always kind of play both sides. I think of all of them, Meredith takes it the least seriously, and I think you can tell that, and I I agree. I think Meredith or Whitney, those two will film with anybody, because Whitney's just thirsty and Meredith thinks this is all very stupid. I do have some trivia questions for you, just a short one. But before that, I want to talk about the the concept of having an Instagram burner account or, you know, gossip account, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And the ethics of that, of some people saying how wrong that was of Monica to do and how trashy that behavior was. I've actually been listening to some other Bravo podcasts to name a few, Juicy Scoop and some other ones where they talk about, you know, how despicable it is to run this. And I find it so hypocritical of all of these accounts, you know, these big Bravo accounts that have thousands of followers or podcasts want to say how wrong it is to have you know, Reality Vontice, which was, it was majority exposing Jen Shah. And then there was some of the other things sprinkled in with, let's be honest, some of that stuff was true. It wasn't, you know, it can't, it can't be, you know, it's not garbage if it's factual. So it's just them exposing, like Monica said, she's like, I just wanted to expose the dirty secrets, expose the truth. And I find it very hypocritical of some of these Bravo accounts to say how wrong it is. And I go, you understand your entire platform is based off of Bravo gossip and you sharing your opinion and you sharing DMs. So it just makes no It's like you guys don't even see you're committing the same crime that you were trying to hold against Monica. And also, I, I want to be clear, every single one of those women have at least one Finsta or Burner account. Sure. I would go as far to say almost every single housewife has a Finsta or a Burner account. Carol Radswell admitted that she has a Finsta. Politicians have Finstas. Celebrities do. You guys, how do you think Demois works? Yes. It is these people, you know, when you hear an article and it says a source close to Jennifer Lopez said this and this. You guys, it's just Jennifer fucking Lopez. Yes. These people are leaking stories, whether it be positive about themselves or negative about their ex-husband or their ex-wife or whatever. Everyone does that. So it was very frustrating me that these women wanted to clutch their pearls about something that I know every single one of them does. I a thousand percent agree. My first thoughts are apparently Lisa Barla's cyber team isn't that great. Cybersecurity team isn't that great if they didn't realize the call was coming from inside the house. Secondly, I and this is what I struggle with Salt Lake. I feel like they try to plot out storylines rather than just re let reality unfolding. And I feel like this is something that Heather set up and she thought this could be the storyline arc. And she, like, like you said, they're all going to come out smelling like a rose. The shit will all get put on Monica. And it just backfired. 
if that's my one, I think this is a perfect season, a perfect season. However, if I have one critique, it's that they need to stop trying to plot these storylines because it doesn't go where they want it to go. I completely agree. I They're trying to do like what Beverly Hills has tried to do in previous years. I actually think Beverly Hills is since Lisa Rinna leaving, I think they're being a little more organic in their storylines. And I wish Salt Lake City would do that too. I, I think they would actually have a better season. I agree. And I think Monica, <laughs> you can't plan around Monica. So she is the wild card. And I want her to stay forever. I want her to get that bank. I want her to be crying over designer bags again. And I want her to be dressing like a villain and taking these women down at every step of the way. I mean, you guys, we need a villain. You need a villain in every franchise. It's it's yes. Daniel Staub. It's Kenya Moore. We all have our villains. Yes. And it's fun. It's fun to watch that. And, you know, like I said, as long as they're not committing egregious crimes. Jen Shaw. Right. <laughs> Tom Girardi, you know, things like that. Thomas Ravenall, like those things aren't fun, but a little shade is fun. I I agree. And I was thinking about this. Monica plays the villain as well as Jax Taylor. And they, they revel in it. They don't take it too seriously. They don't get that upset because they know at the end of the day, this is TV and it's not real life. Well, speaking of Queen Monica, I have three questions for you today all about Miss Monica saved the franchise, Garcia. All right. I better get this right. I didn't do any research. I'm just hoping. So it's only three questions today since this is a shorter emergency podcast. And each question is two points. So for the uh, first question, Mm -hmm. for two points, name all of the aliases that Monica has gone by. Name all of the aliases that Monica has gone by. I have only watched the season finale once. So I, I'm just, I know Reality Von Tease is one of them, but there's a, she has three names at Beauty Lab that Heather named. I think one was Nikki. So I'm going to do uh, Reality Von Tease, Nikki. I'm sure she went like Nikki Garcia, I feel is one of them. And then she had Monica something, I think was her married name. And then Monica Garcia. So you're close. So it's Monica, Nikki Garcia, mm-hmm. Monica Darnell. Oh yeah. Her mother is Linda Darnell. Yeah. Monica Fowler, which was her married name. Okay. Monica De- Delgado which we is unclear where that name is from. And then this one has not been confirmed, but is a lot of speculation around it. And some people were able to show some receipts. These other ones were on documents that people are able to show. These were the accounts of Beauty Lab, but Monica Smith is the last one. Okay. Delgado must be her father's family name. That does sound very, I think she's Colombian. That sounds Colombian to me. And I believe that's where the Garcia comes to. And Darnell is her mom's side, Fowler being the ex-husband. And then Smith just, you know, it's a great alias name. It's so generic. Monica Smith. like, Well, Smith. Duh. Joseph Smith. Mormonism. Duh. Oh, I like her. She's clever. Listen, I will say I just respect all of Monica's shadiness and I would never want to get into it. So that's why I didn't know that, Monica. I'm sorry. Now, the next question, I hope you get this one correct. Me too. For two points, what is Monica's zodiac sign? 
What is Monica's zodiac sign? I am just not doing well today. But let me think about this. When they went, uh, they were in Bermuda. She talked about it. Uh, Do you know what? I think this took place in the early summer. Monica talks a lot of shit. I'm going to go with Gemini because they're the twins. They're the two-faced. That is incorrect. She's a Taurus. She said that, didn't she? Ah, she did. Now, Monica posted that she is a Taurus. Someone posted, is Monica a Taurus? I need to know. And Monica posted, yes, I am a Taurus. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I just Googled this, though, and it's saying June 1st is her birthday, and that would put her squarely as a Gemini. Well, Monica, you have some explaining to do. Are you trying to grift about your birthday, too? Come on, girl. Come on, Monica. Reply to us and let me get this point retroactively. Tell us you're a Gemini lady. All right. So our last question for two points. What product was Monica trying to sell on the show? What product was Monica trying to sell on the show? What do you mean trying, Mattia? Her swaddling clothes from her Etsy shop, I'm sure are selling like hotcakes. And by when I say swaddling clothes, I mean swaddling blanket. Swaddling blanket. You are correct. It is for two points. You got it. Swaddling blankets. So I have two, possibly four, if Monica will tell us what her real birthday is. Because girl, June 1st is not a Taurus. Okay, Monica? Yeah, I'm interested now. And and I'm interested too to see the reunion. I, I would like some answers from Monica about the unpaid med spa bills at Beauty Lab and Laser. I really hope that these reunions, the three-part reunion is is going to serve what I'm hoping it will. And I hope it answers some questions like about things like that. I agree. It's I am really excited. I, normally I go, nothing needs a three-part reunion. Not even Scandaval needed a three-part reunion. But this group did need a three-part reunion. I need to know about the black guy. I need to know about the unpaid medical bills. I really need to know about the dirty secrets that Monica alludes to saying you all have dirty little secrets. Yes. What are they? And you know, I, and that's something else I give credit about Monica where she's like, you know, my house foreclosed, you know, own that affair with my brother-in-law own that. It's like when you own everything that you've done, nothing can stick to you. And that is so brilliant because so many of these women are always trying to sweep their dirty secrets under the rug. And of course, I'm you know, there's a difference between privacy, right, and dirty secrets. Like these people still deserve privacy. And there are parts of your life that need to be private. And I respect and understand that. But there is a difference, you know, a dirty secret would be you not paying your taxes. That's a dirty secret. Yes. Yeah. A thousand percent. It's. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, I thank God for Monica. All right. This is an emergency episode, but I did find time for look who's talking trash, special emergency Salt Lake city housewives episode. Now, normally I send these to you in advance, Mattia, but I did not. So I'm going to read this just out loud and let you react. It's very pertinent to what we're talking about. A few days ago, Lisa Barlow took to Twitter, AKA Trump's favorite platform and said, When you dream of being Blair Waldorf and Serena, but you just have Cheeto-stained fingers and a keyboard, what do you think? First off, 
Monica does give Cheeto Finger Girl energy, but that's not a negative. No. Monica's the girl in high school where you weren't really friends with her, but she would always have your back still like in the bathroom. Like maybe if you, you know, bled through a little bit in your pants or something, she'd be like, girl, you can't go out. Like you've got a little like, or your eyeliner's running or, you know, things like that. Like, I really think Monica is a girl's girl in that way. So for Lisa to try to say that is a slight, I actually, I think it's a compliment where someone like Lisa is not a girl's girl, in my opinion. And she's someone that would tear you down behind your back and deny it until the end of time. Like Lisa gives very mean girl, fake vapid energy where Monica, Monica's a little rough around the edges, right? You know, but I think ultimately she, she's trying her best. She's real. And for the record, I need to point something out. We, we film on the couch, on my couch. And I would just like to show you my own Cheetos bag from Trader Joe's, which is hidden behind a couch cushion. So Let's not talk about Cheeto fingers as if they're a bad thing because I frequently have Cheeto stained fingers. Okay, Lisa? I'd rather be friends with the Cheeto finger girl than Blair boring <sighs> Snoresville any day. Uh, hard agree. So this is just yet another instance of these women thinking that this was going to go one way and I it completely went the other way and they just look stupid still coming for this woman. This is not their vindication. No, this is not like a, you know, hold Erica Jane responsible for not admitting that there were victims of her husband. That is an instance where you do need to hold her accountable and a great instance, too, of like, you can still be Erica's friend, but still be like, and I think Kyle actually did a good job at this where she was like, you have to admit that they were victims. Like, you look crazy, but still was friends with her. Like, you can do, you can still be a, a good friend but hold your friends accountable for their actions. Because if anything, that's what a real friend would do is try to help them through and navigate these situations. So yeah, I am so excited for the reunion. Thank you all so much for joining us for this emergency podcast. Any last notes on, we don't have a name for this yet. It's not Scandaval. We need to call it something. Well, maybe it's Cheeto Gate at this point. Oh, wow. (laughs) I think everything will be named once we have a reunion because she's bringing a Mean Girls burn book. She is coming prepared. I genuinely do not foresee a situation how these reunion episodes can come and I don't end up even more Team Monica. Yeah, unless it's really something massive, like something really bad, like maybe she was posting private information about their kids. Like, that's not cool. That's not funny. But I just don't, it would have to be pretty explosive. It would have to. And she doesn't, she's never come for the kids ever. Because you can't, you can't. It's it's gross. Those kids are not. It's gross. I don't like that. The only one that I'm okay with them coming for is when they're adults and they're trying to have grown up drama, like between Jen and Brooks. That was ridiculous. And I Brooks gave as good as he got. So that's Meredith would disagree. But Brooks, if you if you come at a grown up like a grown up, expect a grown up response. So, yeah, I mean, if you're over the age of 21 and you are doing confessionals on Real Housewives, a.k.a. Gia, you get what has come to you. You want to you want to fight in the bullpen like you might get stampeded and you just got to kind of own it like. This is a nice life lesson for you to learn young. You know, you poke the bear, sometimes you might get attacked. 
I, I agree a thousand percent. If anybody out there doesn't agree with us that Monica is the queen and that the other girls suck, let us know on Instagram at Bravo Replay so we can engage with you and argue with you and then block you. But <laughs> if you if you are team Monica, uh, obviously tag us in your post too because we want to see all the Monica love because we love her. Yes, check us out on Instagram at Bravo Replay. I post questions on there. We have funny memes. We do polls. Uh, if you have any ideas for future episodes, future topics, feel free to send us a DM and let us know what score you got on today's emergency episode. If you knew everything about Monica and uh, we're so excited to chat more about this in the weeks to come. I'm so excited. And just to throw one more thing in there, if you can prove she was born on June 1st, please, please, please tag us because I want that point. So And any other names that she had, let us Ooh, know. Yeah. Are there more aliases? But yeah, check us out at Bravo Replay. Also, give us a five-star review if you like this podcast. We're only looking for positive feedback here. So please give us a five-star review. If you do give us a five-star review, we will give you a shout-out on our future episodes. A fun little way to get your podcast name on a podcast. I love it. So once again, thank you for joining us for this very special emergency episode of Bravo Replay. Thank you for testing your drama with us. And until next week, stay messy. Stay messy.